Hi guys, welcome to yet another brave episode. Today I am sitting with the gorgeous, as you can tell, Anolicia Strieber. Guys, I met this lady a few days ago and so having her here share this space with me, I feel exceptionally grateful. I just wanted to take the time, the moment to say thank you because quite literally it was a few days ago and I know how hectic your schedule is. You are a mom, you're a corporate woman and yet you set aside some time to do this with me today. Thank you. Thank you, Lerato. It's a pleasure. And um, just first and foremost, congratulations mm. with season two for Baby ah! Yes. <laughs> well done. Thank you. Thank but yes, you. thank you for having me. It's an absolute pleasure and an honor to sit in front of you today. It's such a pleasure to hear you say that. I'm glad you're excited. It is a brave conversation, so I'm glad that you are actually excited about having the brave conversation. Um, guys, just by way of introduction, um, Anolisha is originally from the Free State. She completed her honors in business management at the University of the Free State. Today, she is the lead IT project manager at Investec. She is a wife, a mother of two, and is the runner-up of the Mrs. SA 2019 pageant. Well done on that thank one. Thank you. Thank hey? you. Thank you. I receive and I what? take it all in. <laughs> we actually, it's interesting, guys. We were talking about this to say, I actually have, we, we share a mutual friend who was also part of Mrs. South Africa in, uh, I think, 2018. 2018, was, correct, yeah. Okay, okay. Yeah. All right, so listen, um, and Alicia, I'm going to jump straight into it because I had the great pleasure of meeting you quite recently yeah. at a corporate event. Yes. And at that particular event, you were one of the guest speakers who were lined up to speak. And so when you started speaking, I must say, I was sitting right there at the back, but I must say, I literally leaned in. And I was like, oh my goodness. Oh, love it. Your story um, was absolutely, well, one, attention grabbing because I was there to do other things. But <laughs> immediately when you started to be vulnerable, when you started to be honest and open about your, 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 your beginnings, your upbringing mm -hmm. and how you got to where you are today. There were so many moments where I wanted to double click and say, wait, wait, I've got a question. <laughs> but I couldn't do that because, yeah. you know, it was a keynote address and yes. the format was very different. And so I made it a point to say, before the end of this day, before the end of this event, I will find this woman. I will ask her if she can join me on the show. And here you are. And so thank you once again. Thank you. So I'm going to jump straight in. And Anisha, when you spoke, you spoke about your very difficult and tumultuous upbringing. Yeah. Um, maybe let's double click on that. Um, what was life like growing up in your home? Once again, thanks, Lorato. It's a pleasure. Um, well, I grew up in a very small town in the free state called Balcom, mm. uh, where I was raised by a very strong woman, my mom, mm. a single mother of two girls who was often brutally abused by my dad, physically, mentally, and emotionally. And it happened constantly. Mm. And as a child, I received the verbal abuse from my dad. Okay. Now, despite the difficulty in mm. that upbringing, mm. um, I believe I had an exciting and challenging childhood at the same time. Mm. I constantly seeked out opportunities to help my mom mm. and to take that weight off her shoulders. Mm. Not that she had asked mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And, or not that she needed it, mm. but I merely just felt that it was my responsibility to be there and to support her 
and to help her where I could. Mm. Um, I recall I was um, eight years old, mm. um, a very skinny tomboy, mm. um, always took on male-related activities. Mm. Um, when I got word of um, a pageantry charity event that um, my church was hosting, and for me, I never saw myself taking up any pageantry-related activities. Mm. But I decided to enter myself into that competition simply because of the winning prize. And the winning prize was a spa treatment and food vouchers. Mm. And I said to myself, if I win this competition, I can send my mom on a spa treatment because she was so deserving mm. of being spoiled and being taken care of and never received that. And I ended up winning that competition. Oh, wow. So I was able to send mom yes, to go and, you know, yes. enjoy yourself and just sit back and, and not worry so much about what was next yes. to come. Wow. Yo, and Alicia, you spoke about your mom having had endured physical, verbal, emotional abuse. And from your side, um, it, it was more verbal that yeah. you received from your father. Um, what kind of verbal um, things would he say to you that pierced you and have stayed with you mm. um, today? I must say not much of it has stayed with me, but mm. I do recall them. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, one such moment was, um, again, in primary school. Um, I think it was about probably seven mm -hmm. years old. Mm -hmm. And I brought home a very bad report card. Okay. And our teachers back in the day, they would circle all the red. Oh, and they would color. circle, yes, mm -hmm. and green for the achievements, etc. And I came home and I handed my report card to my dad. And he looked at it and he said that I was stupid and wouldn't amount to anything in life. Mm. Um, in that same token, same breath, my mom took the report card and she looked at it and she zoned in on the green ticks and she made um, a big celebration about it mm. and she literally just said you are so amazing you are wow. so great at these things um, and that became the focus sticking to the positive um, components of that report card and that stuck with me mm. so blurring out the words that I just heard and focusing on on the good um, so to your question not much mm. Mm. has stuck with me mm. but I do recall them mm. but focusing on the positive was my takeaway. Mm. Did you did you at any point as you were growing up have a conversation with your father about all the, all that you had endured? Did you ask him about his own upbringing because as they say, you know, our upbringing really does tend to influence our yeah. personality traits and how we show up. Did you at all have that conversation with him and how he was raised? Yeah, so my dad is a very reserved individual so mm. very much taciturn um, and not easy for him to to open up but through conversations with my mom i gathered that he too had a very difficult mm. upbringing mm. Um, and as a result for me has made it easy to be even more forgiving of him mm. of the life choices that he has made because i understand and it wasn't a life path that he chose for himself 
mm. and he, he was dealt um, a, a lot in life. So um, very forgiving because I understand mm. that he too didn't have it mm. easy. You describe him as, um, as you say, quite reserved. Um, in those moments before he would erupt, I suppose, um, w would you find that there were certain triggers that got him there or was he constantly on edge? Not constantly on edge. Mm. I think there's just very specific moments where mm. um, he couldn't, you know, um, either paint a picture or get his point across um, and not allowing your voice to be heard. Mm. Um, so I think those were challenging moments um, for him. So mm. it wasn't on the constantly or constantly rather, it was really just in certain moments mm. where he wanted to get his point across. And would get very frustrated in trying to get that point across. Yes, absolutely. Okay. And you speak very fondly of your mother. I could see the moment you started to talk about your mom and how she would grab the report card and really just shine a spotlight on the positives. Um, it seems to me that she had a very gentle, you know, approach to how she nurtured and raised you guys. What role did she play when all of that was going on, all of the tumultuousness was going on? What role did your mom play in trying to, to be there as a mother? Yeah. Um, the relationship that, my, that I have with my mom is, is like no other. Um, and I often seek words to describe the relationship, and I don't think they exist in the dictionary <laughs> um, just yet. But we, we have an amazing lovable, unbreakable bond. It's like a sisterhood. Mm. Um, my mom always seeked out opportunities to um, create a loving and safe home environment for my sister and I. Mm. Um, we often moved from one home to the other, one school to the other. Um, and during those challenging times, we didn't have much, but mm. we had each other. Mm. Mm. And we were happy and we were safe. And I believe that's where that sisterhood and that bond comes from. That's truly unbreakable and unshakable. Um, yeah, so that, that relationship that we have, it's, mm. it's truly out of the ordinary. You mentioned something there and it's triggered a, <clears throat> a question that I had around children and how um, I've heard of certain instances where if the environment is not conducive and healthy and, and, and to some extent quite abusive, children tend to run away from home. Mm -hmm. Children on their own run away from home. They run to the streets. They run to self-destructing activities. Mm. Um, some actually genuinely run to family and friends as a form yeah. of refuge. Um, as an Alicia, uh, the girl, did that thought ever cross your mind to, to run away from that environment? Never. 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 Never crossed my mind. Um, just m merely... Mm. feeling like I was responsible for my baby sister. Mm. I needed to be there for her. I needed to be there for my mom. We needed each other. And together we were stronger mm. through those challenging times. So I, I think for, for all three of us, it yeah. never crossed our minds to either really? run away. Even, um, even for your mom on her own to say, my babies, we are leaving. Oh, yes, absolutely. Oh, for so the three happened. of us, yes. Okay. The three of us, yes. Okay. But neither one of us, so mm. with reference to your question, mm. never did I feel like I needed to run away. On, on your own. own. Okay. Yes. We always just stuck mm. together because, again, we felt like we were stronger together. Um, 
but also very grateful and thankful mm. for uh, my grandparents because their home was a safe haven mm. for us. Your mom's parents. Yes. Okay, your mom's parents. Mom's parents, okay. yeah, mm. um, during those difficult times. So, yes, mm. we had people around us, but we were always together, the three of us. Um, hmm. Yeah. They say that, I know, I know it to be true as well, that environment trumps willpower. Mm -hmm. um, and so when you were facing all of that, I want to go back to what you mentioned earlier on about the pageantries that you joined. Mm -hmm. um, you maybe literally, in, in your mind, as you know, and Alicia, you didn't run away literally. Yes. But you moved away figuratively. Mm -hmm. And you moved into spaces that allowed you to forget, spaces that allowed you to bring out your best, spaces that made you happy. Yeah. Uh, and you spoke about the pageant as, well, as being one of the spaces that did that. Were there any other that were presented to you that you took full advantage of? Absolutely. Um, so now growing up in that unstable and abusive environment, I use sport and education as my escape. Mm. And excelling in those avenues created many opportunities um, for me. Um, I recall back in 2009 in my postgraduate here at the University of the Free State, mm. um, I was offered a junior lecturer position in the Faculty of Humanities. Mm. And I gladly took on that opportunity because through that opportunity, I was able to help support my mom financially, mm. help pay for um, study material, um, part of my tuition fees mm. and purchase my first car, which mm. was huge for our family. Um, within that same year, a successful financial institution approached the university for their first internship program. Okay. And they were seeking top 10 postgraduate students. Mm. I was amongst that top 10 mm. and really got to experience all facets of a bank. Um, and that opportunity was only opened up for those 10 students. And again, through that opportunity, was able to help um, support my mom financially. Um, so, yes, yeah, so many things came about. So literally focusing on, on my sports and my education as my escape resulted in many successful opportunities um, mm. out of that. I wanted to, to, to go back to something. You mentioned that you guys had left to live with your grandparents. Um, did you ever go back to living with dad or were you now completely living with your grandparents until your, your early adult years? Yeah, so Lorato, funny story. Um, my mom and I did a number not so long ago mm -hmm. and um, we moved 10 times. And this was a move back and forth. So we'd move out of the um, disruptive and unstable environment and we'd move away mm. and um, I would often overhear conversations with my mom and dad that it will get better please come back mm. and we would go back, back. Mm. Um, and again same thing would happen and then as a result we'd move away mm. um, and not always back to my grandparents mm. but my mom would either seek out a different home where okay. we could stay okay so there was a lot of back and forth one yeah. home to the other mm. um, one school to the other because often we didn't stay in the same province mm. Mm. Um, we moved far away um, as well so there was a 
a lot of forth. back and forth. Did mom have a have a have a job at the time when all of this was happening? Mm, she did. Yeah. And, and how did that impact her work? If you guys are moving to different places, I often ask myself this yeah. question as well, especially being a mom. Yeah, yeah. You know? I'm thinking and, the same. And, and being with you've got two kids and you have to consider school applications. You have to consider your job. You have to consider all of that, and it is challenging. But she stuck it through, and she saw it through, and um, still maintained. Uh, a successful career sure. um, and she's been with her organization she's also in the financial industry mm. um, and she's been with them for 35 years mm. um, yeah so it was a challenge for her but thankfully yeah um, also very determined and driven yes, um, yes. despite everything that was thrown at her besides your, your your grandparents do you recall any other uh, people who supported you during that time, maybe cousins, aunts, uncles, aside from your grandparents, cousins, aunts, uncles, her friends, maybe the church. Were there any stakeholders besides your grandparents? Yes, okay. um, my mom did have some really good friends mm. that did help us out. Okay. Um, so as we were seeking to um, move from one home to the other, we mm. would often just leave some of our furniture with mm. a friend of my mom's and then we'd move into a different place. So my mom did have that support from her friends. Okay. I remember just now you spoke about, um, you know, the, 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 the opportunity you were given to be a guest lecturer mm -hmm. and you took up that opportunity and you, you obviously followed through on it. And fast forward, you then get invited to an interview in Johannesburg. You now remember you were living, you were living in Valcom, yes. right? When you got the call. Yes, yes. To say, yes. come to Joburg, come for a job interview. Yeah. And you get to Joburg, and just before your job interview, did you get mugged before or after? It's all around. Before. Because, um, so um, after my postgraduate year, I moved back home. Yes. And I started applying for for job opportunity. Mm -hmm. So I packed up and then moved to Johannesburg. And um, I, I often asked people that I knew that mm -hmm. stayed in Johannesburg what life was like mm -hmm. and what can I anticipate, etc. And the common theme or the common feedback was traffic is horrible. <laughs> if you need to be wherever you need to be, make sure that you leave early. Mm -hmm. um, so I eventually landed this interview at Investec. And I recall the morning of my interview, um, it was at eight o'clock, and I lived in Centurion. Mm. And I said to myself, I need to leave early to get there on time. Yes. So I got up at four, I was out of the house Ooh. by um, 4.30. Wow. Um, yes. Um, and I had stopped at a petrol garage. Mm. It was dark, I was the only female there. Um, I didn't see any petrol attendants. Um, so I stood there and I waited and eventually a guy came out and he assisted me, filled up my tank mm. um, and then he looked at me and he said, sorry, the POS machine is not working. I need to go inside and, and pay. Okay. Um, so I took my little Citroen C2 that I was driving and I parked it in front of the um, garage shop and I jumped out of the car and I went to go pay. Um, Lerato, as I walked out approaching my car, there was three guys that jumped into my car and they took everything. I had a laptop on the floor, all my interview prep notes sitting Aww. on the chair, um, my little makeup bag <laughs> on the chair, and they took everything and they ran off. So you were outside the car? 
I was literally outside the car. I was okay. on my way back to okay. the car, and this had happened. Okay. And I literally thought to myself, the worst thing that could have happened is they could have put me in the car and yeah, taken my car, and yeah. it would have been worse. Yeah. Um, but grateful and thankful that didn't happen. And I turned to the petrol attendant that came out of nowhere because mm. he had disappeared in that whole commotion. Mm. And I asked him, can you call the police? Can you help me? And they were very reluctant to do anything. Uh, but later on, I learned when I returned back mm. that it was a setup. And they were so they waiting. Were part of it. They were part of it, yeah. And they were waiting for an opportunity. Mm. And unfortunately, I was that opportunity for them. But fortunately for me, Nothing bad had happened to me. Um, and mm. I wasn't willing to wait for the police to arrive. Mm -hmm. um, it was my one shot, this one interview that I was praying for. So I got back in my car. Oh, goodness. I, before the cops got there. Before the cops got there. Because they were reluctant to phone them. Oh, and I thought, I'm not going to wait. Oh, my gosh. Um, yeah, there's another exciting thing that's waiting for me. I'm not going to get it again. So I jumped in my car and I drove off. Um, and if you are familiar, um, opposite Investec, there's a McDonald's. Yes, I, yes, yes, yes. And I parked my car there. And I was going to do my makeup and my hair, but all of that was gone. So I literally just sat there and just pulled myself towards oh my myself. God. So you hadn't um, even done your makeup? I hadn't done my makeup. Oh. <laughs> None of that. Oh, um, yeah, yeah. But I was okay. Mm. I, I was okay. And where I had my car parked, um, the sun started coming up. There's a school across McDonald's. Yes, yes, yes. And the sun started coming up slowly, and that just sent a message to me mm. internally that it's going to be okay. Um, I waited for time to pass by, and then I decided to drive into investing mm. and see my interview through. And I got the job. You got the job! <laughs> you still have the yes. job. <laughs> How many years ago was this? So this is back in 2010. Sure. Um, and I didn't immediately hear back from, from mm. Investec. Um, so after the interview, um, I drove back home um, where I stayed in Centurion. And um, to honor my mom's promise, because I didn't hear from any other company. Yes, yes, yes I honored yes. her promise and decided to move back, back home. home. Mm. And literally the very next day, the rattle. It was a sunny morning. I was standing in our kitchen at our back door mm. and um, I got the call from Investec. And it was a lady and she started mm. off by just saying congratulations. And then I had blanked out. And her next words that followed was, you start next week. Wow. Thankfully, wow. my bags were still packed. Okay. <laughs> Exactly. So it was easy for me to um, just up and, and move back. So the moral of the story here is that, you know, you don't need any face beat. <laughs> just show up. Exactly. <laughs> just show up. Just show up. <laughs> absolutely. Oh my gosh, that's wonderful. That, yeah. that, that's absolutely, absolutely inspiring. The fact that you still moved away from that crime scene and you were determined to still make it on time for the interview because Truthfully, no, I think everybody would have excused you if you were late, had they understood yeah. the, the circumstances. Did you tell them what had happened at the interview session? So I told the lady that received me at reception, mm. um, but I didn't dwell on it. Mm. Like, this mm. has just happened to me, mm. but I'm here. Mm. 
Mm. And that was my response to her, I am here. Um, and sitting down in, in front of that panel, mm. um, I didn't disclose it. The lady that received me at reception, she said. Oh, she disclosed it. Mm. Um, yes, but I turned it down very quickly. I didn't want to entertain that 100%. conversation because that's not why I was there. Yes. I'm here for this. Oh, and man, I like present that. I in like that. Moment. that. Yeah. I like that. I think it also taught them a lot about you and how you show up yeah. for, for any appointment um, um, that you are given and, and any opportunity that you are given. Um, I think if, to be truthfully speaking, if I was interviewing someone for a job and I had known that about them, for me, it just it would tell me a lot before I even engage them further. Yeah. It's just very telling of the kind of person you are um, in those difficult times. Because corporate has its trying times it as well. <laughs> it it will stretch you, it will pull you absolutely. apart. But um, for your greater good, of course, for the purpose of growth. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Um, I, I want to go back a little bit. Um, the idea of childhood trauma, um, I think for a lot of adults, um, tends to show up later on in life. And it shows up in how we parent, in how we partner with our spouses, how we how we are friend, friends with everybody else. Just, it, it shows up. Yeah. Um, are you finding that you are intentionally um, uh, trying or having to suppress certain things or having to work on yourself so that you present yourself in the best possible light. And that is so true. Um, yeah, so absolutely. Mm. Um, I became accustomed to being a people pleaser. Mm. And I craved the words, I am proud of you, mm. well done from my dad. And as a result, I took on many things. Um, I broke records through my athletics career. Um, I was the first woman of color at my school to receive the Sportswoman of the Year Award. Mm. Um, received the University Ducks Academic Award. Wow. Um, and the list goes on. Golden Key, etc. Um, just to hear those words. All done. All done. Um, and I became that person, that people pleaser for other people around me. Mm. Um, and I think to this day, it's a work in progress. Mm. I constantly have to check myself mm. um, and remind myself I don't have to please everyone. Mm -hmm. I can't do it all. Um, so yes, it's a constant hmm. thing. Um, you can only do so much, right? 100%. Um, 100%. Yes. Were you looking for that from your dad or from the people around you? Would that have been enough? If the people around you who were seeing your achievements and your accomplishments, if they were saying, well done, congratulations, was that enough or were you still craving it from your father? That was enough from the people around me, especially my mom, mm. but I did crave it for my dad. Mm. Um, and as a result, I wanted to go ahead and please everyone else constantly mm. because I was craving those words. Mm. Mm. Um, but now I, I sit back and I constantly check myself mm -hmm. um, and only do things that is not at the expense of my happiness. 100%. And I am enough. Mm. And I can't be all things mm. Mm. to to everyone. Hundred percent. 
Sure. Um, you work with, I believe you work with a lot of young people now. Mm -hmm. And um, you yourself um, are, you know, have a way of introducing them to empowering initiatives, empowering activities, I suppose, as a form of uh, escape. Yeah. Uh, in the same way that you were afforded avenues of escape. Um, what sort of things do you do with young people to provide that outlet? So the work that I do um, with our youngsters mm. is predominantly storytelling and mm. mentorship. Okay. So in partnership with our CSI programs, mm -hmm. um, that's how I offer and invest ah, my time to be there. This makes so, sense to yes. me, why you were on the program there yes. the other day. Oh, yes, okay. absolutely. Um, and it gives me the opportunity mm. to be the person that I wish I had in mm. my times. Um, having that mentor, having that person that sits down with you one-on-one. -on -one. Mm -hmm. Yes, I had my mom very grateful, mm. um, but she couldn't always be there in every part of my life. Mm. Um, yes, so having those mentors, it's, yeah, it's something that I believe every child um, needs. So it gives me that opportunity to be that person that I wish I had. That's amazing because what 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 I certainly I mean I was in corporate for ten years myself, mm -hmm. and what never crossed my mind was how I could utilize my my talents or my passions within the in corporate environment, mm -hmm. um, you know, as an avenue to do good. Yeah. Uh, my thinking was I need to go out there, identify something in the community to partner with, etc. But it's very interesting to me that you were looking within to say, I work here. There are programs, there are mm. things. How can I, you know, extend myself and be of use in these particular departments yes. and align with the mission, you know? Absolutely. Wow. Yeah, no, absolutely. Sure. Okay. Um, and I'm nearing the end now. <laughs> Listen, you are now a grown woman. Yeah. And before you got married, um, I'm sure you were courted by quite a few gentlemen. <laughs> <laughs> no surprises you there. You said it. <laughs> um, and uh, did you at any point um, in the coach courtship journey, did you at any point feel anxious about the idea of getting married? And I ask that because what you saw uh, in marriage was two people who loved each other but in a very unhealthy, which resulted in unhealthy consequences. Yeah. Um, were you at all scared of devoting yourself to marriage? Not at all. Not at all. Yeah. I had dreams of getting married, being a wife, being a mom to many kids, mm. um, and to have a partner to do that with. Mm -hmm. Um, so I'm very grateful and blessed to be able to say that my husband is the man of my dreams. Wow. And together we get to raise two beautiful boys mm. that I hope will become successful men, mm -hmm. husbands, mm -hmm. um, who will be amazing supporters of, of women. Yes. Um, yeah, so that was my dream. Wow. To be able to, to build a safe and loving home environment mm. because yes I could differentiate between good mm -hmm. and bad mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. I knew what I wanted mm. so very blessed to be able to do that in, in my home beautiful what message do you have in Alicia for women who are in those destructive environments right now mm. 
Narato, life is about choices, as cliche as that may sound. Mm. Right? Mm. When you are in a difficult situation, you either have a choice to stay or to leave. And when I refer back to my upbringing and when we were in those difficult mm. situations, we decided to leave. I recall a time where my mom, sister and I, we would eat maize meal porridge for breakfast, lunch and supper. Mm. We had a double bed that the three of us slept on mm. in our one bedroom apartment. Mm. A one plate stove, a box TV that stood on the floor and we'd sit on the floor to watch TV. Um, we didn't have much, but we had each other mm. and that was everything. And for children in situations like mm -hmm. that, mm -hmm. they often can't control what's happening around them. Mm. But my challenge to them is to ask them to challenge themselves to control how they respond to an environment like that and to seek out opportunities that is positive mm. um, in that sense. That really is what got me through. <laughs> Sure. Yeah. And this is why it's so topical now, more, more especially now, that we have more of those recreational programs and activities because yeah. they provide an outlet for yes. our children. Yes. Because if you didn't have a pageant to enter, if you didn't have sports that existed to invest you and channel your energies into, I fear and I wonder where would you then have channeled all of that misery yes. and all of that in. And so... I think this then becomes quite topical about how we really do need to have more outlets for our youth. Yes. So that they can also eventually get to the point where you are at now. Yeah. You have a job now, you are stable in marriage, you've got beautiful children, you've got a you've got you've got other passions that you're pursuing as well. Yeah. But it takes a lot and it takes the entire community and society playing a role in helping you get to eventually where you currently are right now. Yes. Yeah. No, absolutely. Sure. Yeah, so even yeah. with regards to that mm. mentorship, and, and that's where I feel like I have a role to play, to give mm. back mm. and to share my story and to literally just show our youngsters that there is light at the end of the tunnel. Yes. Um, and Because often that gets blurred and you don't see the light at the end of the tunnel. Mm. Uh, but the storytelling just allows you and opens you up to seeing that. When you say storytelling, you mean you narrating your story to them, hoping for that connection, I suppose, or yeah. this is how I can deal with my situations, okay? Yeah, so it's storytelling, you sharing, mm. and eventually allowing them to share mm. um, and giving advice in the same token. Um, Beautiful. Because, uh, again, yes, I use sports and education as my escape. Mm. And you summed it up so beautifully that there are other avenues mm. that you can utilize mm. to as your escape yes. um, from a challenging environment. And we, we need to give our youngsters and our youth that guidance that there is other opportunities mm. and you can find your passion through wow. those. Yeah. Wow. And Alicia, what is success? To you, are you successful? Success means happiness mm. to me. I am a firm believer in self-care and taking care of myself mm. so that I can be the best version of myself to those around me. So thriving to be the best mother, mm. wife, daughter, sister, colleague, mm. leader, mm. 
Um, it starts here. Happiness internally and success follows thereafter. Hmm. Thank you. Thank this you. <laughs> Thank you. Wow, wow, that was so refreshing. Also, guys, don't you think the tone of her voice is so soothing and relaxing? <laughs> I literally at some point I was like <laughs> Really, I was calm throughout that entire conversation um, and I think it's because you bring a very calm energy which is quite contradictory because you don't come from you know a calm background yeah. and yet here you are today calm serene you know um, insightful and, and and wow I yeah. didn't expect that but thank, thank you so you. much thank you Surely so much because of where you come from um, and where you are right now so that for me talks to transformation, it talks to growth, it talks to it can be done. Yeah. You know, you can turn a new leaf and it's and it's all possible. Yeah. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank oh. you. <laughs> Thank you. Keep doing what you're doing. I, I will. love it. I will. I will. Please subscribe as yes, well. Yes, <laughs> absolutely. I got my husband too as well. Did you did you yes, yeah last oh, night wow. we were there. <laughs> You see, yeah. guys? <laughs> yeah, that's how and we roll. <laughs> thank you so much for tuning into this wonderful, brave conversation that we've just had. Um, guys, once again, please continue to like these episodes, continue to comment, um, subscribe to the channel, help us grow, because that way we also grow and we also learn whatever it is that you also want to share with us. We factor it into the next episode and the next episode and the next episode. But this is all for you. It's our way of providing you tools to help you navigate your everyday challenges. So thank you so much for tuning into Braving Yes. It. Thank yeah. you, darling. Thank you so much. <laughs> thank all right. you.